This week on your Old School RuneScape Update, it's the week of questing as we discuss Children of the Sun and review our own questing adventures of the week. We also talk about changes to Corind and the upcoming Varlamore rewards. Finally, we say goodbye to League Sport. This is the Old School RuneScape Update, Episode 10, recorded Saturday, January 13th, 2024. Sunny Memories. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Old School Update. This week, this week, Sirion and myself are here as we are each and every week, and, um... I, I don't think we planned on opening the year with so many quests, now did we? <laughs> no, no, this, this week came as a little bit of a, a nice New Year surprise, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and of course, what, what, we're, what we're talking about is Children of the Sun, and we'll go through that quest in just a, in just a moment. But typically, Update has a history of quest weeks. We do quest weeks. We love quest weeks. It's, it's, probably, it's probably my favorite format of show to do. So I'm overjoyed to be able to share that with the old school RuneScape uh, listeners this week. But in any case, before, before the train gets too far down the track, just a quick reminder. Uh, show notes for this show can be found at update.show slash OS. We also have a community Discord at update.show slash Discord. You can find myself in game at Shane12088. And uh, Sirion uh, is in, in game spelled with the spelled with a C. But Alright. Alright. Let's just let's just dive right into this this week in that we in that we thought that uh, you know opening up the year oh it's it's quest week children of the sun uh the opening quest to to varlamore obviously we can't go there yet but doing this quest now uh makes it so that as soon as varlamore drops in the game you can just you can just walk right in there um what was your what was your first uh, first thoughts upon landing in varrock to pick up children of the sun honestly there's this <laughs> I, I like the originality of this quest. It 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 is so obviously. I mean, it, it fits right within the other quests, but in many ways, it does a lot of things slightly differently. Like the way you pick up the quest is not the adventurer going to like one of the NPCs, like please give me a quest. It's more like um, you know you overhear some talking. You're like, hey, what's up with that? And what's that suspicious person with the big Sack over his shoulder doing, and it it almost gave me D and D vibes. So I, like that's the kind okay. of things like a D and D party comes in, right? Uh, and uh, and and for close. clarification here, uh, if the listeners are not aware, you play D and D, you DM a uh, campaign or two. So that's interesting that it gave you gave you gave you those vibes. And maybe maybe we're reading too much into that. Maybe that's kind of the storytelling we're in for uh, when Varlamore arrives. I don't know. Well. Maybe maybe some of the hints we got in in Children of the Sun might might have an influence on that. You, you think that's the way to go with with this kind of storytelling compared to what we've seen previously? I, I don't know if that's the case necessarily, okay. but I the, the quest felt fresh. Yeah, and the the thing that really stood out to me with this is that it starts with a with a spy game where you're trying to figure out exactly what this guard is up to, and you ultimately. Uh, find out that the that what's going to happen is that there's a, there's a group in Varank that's aiming to attack 
the delegation coming in uh, from Varlamore, and it's up to did you. you get to... Did you get called? Um, I did because it wasn't immediately clear. What... <laughs> it wasn't like, like it wasn't immediately clear what I had to do. That right. I was supposed to follow yeah. them. I don't know if if, yeah. if if that was the case with you. It wasn't immediately clear. Uh, no, I I figured it out. Uh, I really liked it because these sections, these still sections. Oh my goodness! Like it's it's it's. I feel it's the bane of any any game that's not built around it. Like it's always annoying. But I think this was well executed. And yeah, and it wasn't. Together. And I'll say it wasn't annoying. Stealth like the stealth in uh, the Sorceress's Garden is annoying. If that, right, if that comparison exactly, makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I, I I really enjoyed it, and it felt like a great little bit of of you know in place storytelling. Yeah. Um. And after, of course, you find uh find out what what they've been up to, you have to report back to the sergeant, and the sergeant, you know, tasked you, this ordinary citizen, um, with with putting markings on the four guards that look out of place and the way you do this is, is a, is a bit of a, you know, what's the difference game in trying to figure out, you know, what's, what's wrong with each of these guards in terms of, in terms of how they look. I thought that was a nice touch because, you know, normally we have the whole stereotypical thing that all the guards look unique in, in rock or wherever they might be. But this one, you had to actually go and, you know, just find something that maybe, maybe a little bit different about them. And that was, uh, your key to uh, finding who the who the people who were up to no good were. So yeah, I it, again, it's just a small little touch, but really well executed. Um, took me a moment to you know find all of them. Um, they were pretty well camouflaged, but you know once we understand it, it makes makes a little sense. And, and and again, it sort of made sense in the story as well. I loved how they explained it. Like, oh, I grabbed what I could. We don't have you know, four full outfits. You're like, oh, hey, that's a hint. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like the whole thing just just fit together so well. Yeah, um, and then comes the interrogation scene um, where the the folks from Barlabar say that you know they're going to be in charge of the interrogation, and oh, we're going to turn this person into a chicken. No, 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 no. we're not going to turn them into a chicken. We're going to cook them. Cook them like a chicken, right? Cook them well. Cook them because you know it's going to smell like chicken that way. And and here we thought, and here we thought, 2024 RuneScape was done with the torture things. And to be fair, to be fair, going way back in time, I always got a laugh when they did stuff like this in quests. I have no issue with it. And I, I think it's just, you know, kind of tongue in cheek going back to how things uh, used to be in the, in, in what used to be called the golden age of questing. So. Oh, but it, like, like the, the, this, this whole thing was done tongue in cheek. Yeah. Tongue in cheek, right? Um, yeah. And and also, if you, I mean, I wouldn't mind if it if it genuinely was a little bit like that. Like there were touches of this within the quest, not a lot, but especially a culture that's been so isolated for. They worship uh, the sun at this point. They worship the sun. Like I would love for them to explore. I mean, then we're gonna go and completely explore like different values and different ethics, but. To me, it makes total sense that a different society might put a very different value of life. And if you look back at the um, the rituals of the Aztecs and the Mayans, which Voldemort seems to be yeah. somewhat yeah. inspired by, um, they're outright 
gruesome by modern standards, but it, I don't think that necessarily precludes them from using them in in a world like this. Um, it's it's an interesting foil, is what it is, because you know we see how they might handle things in Varrock or Falador or even Ardoin. Um, as you head west, you get slightly different, of course. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's 100% different. You have the worshipping of the sun, and that combined with everything else means that, okay, these guys are really going to be different. And that's something I think that RuneScape over the years has kind of t- struggled to move away from, and that it's how do you how do you keep the game grounded to Earth? Like, how do you keep the game's two feet on the ground, right? But still push the envelope of what's different Without, you know, going to, you know, big gods and big battles. And I think Varlamore is where you where you get that, because that was the first thing I picked up from this quest is that, okay, tons of intrigue and a tease of what Varlamore is like. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you there. I think the game has no problem being grounded. I think the game. Actually sticks too much in the stereotypes, right? Like I it's all very generic. Western fantasy. Um, even if you look at current, uh, uh, great current, right? Like each of the que- like factions is meant to be slightly different. Um, and sure, like Arceus looks very different from like Osidius, but if you look at, for example, Shazian, which is much more meant to be inspired on Asian cultures, I mean, the hint is in the name and there's some architectural hints. But it fails to really feel alien in right. a sense. Like even right. Arceus feels, I mean, a little bit wacky because of the colors, but it True. doesn't feel alien. And 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 to be and, fair, what I meant by grounded was I meant grounded in what is traditional Gilinor RuneScape, not necessarily you know kind of break that mold. I don't know. Like even then, I I really like the fact that with Valamore, we're going to see something. We're going to see a biome, for the lack of a better word, that is completely new to Inscape. Like we have, ju- we've had jungle, we've had desert, we've had all the temporal, like temperate climate, uh, but we haven't really seen like savanna and, um, you know, sort of the more uh, Central America. Uh, right. kind of, okay. of climate and biome. And that, to me, is the most exciting thing about Valamore. And and you know and what? I, you know what? You can even see it on the way the delegation dresses. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, which you know, I, I think you just you, you compare it in that scene um, with King Rold in there and, and the guards at, at the Varrock Square, you, you just compare the way they're dressed, and, and that tells the entire story of the differences here of, you know, how this looks if we had to, you know, put it down to one picture, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And, and, and I don't think, like, RuneScape is not the type of game that does this a lot. I, I Personally, I would love this, but I would love for there to be some, you know, we might think that having people fight in a Colosseum to the death is is a horrific thing, but oh, I love in that. a different culture, that might be the greatest honor to stand there and or the either, greatest sport. 
Yeah, exactly. So I hope we're going to see some of that. I don't think there will be quests and things specifically exploring this, but I hope it's present. And, and I hope hinted it's going to, to at a... least, yeah. And I'm going to hope that it's a place that feels lived in and foreign and alien. Right. And I think what you would not want to do on that hand is, is like you said, then create the create the environment and biome but then when you get there, have it feel like a desolate place. Make sure, like you said, it feels like an active, you know, city or an active, you know, countryside that you would be visiting, I think, is, is what the success measure on relaying yeah. that will be if they can't do it through quest after quest. I, I think the most, like, populated, yes, but lived in is more, is more than just populated, right? It's also, you know, the Character. place feels sterile. Yeah. That there should be just things happening and things laying around and things visible and uh, you know there's there's some concept maps um, for example which show like giant uh, skeletons in the desert referred to as the old ones. I'm like okay you know now you have mythology now you have you know something mysterious that people talk about that to me feels more lived in. And the fact that we have this whole idea of this culture centered around the sun and the moon, great start. Yeah, agree. And I, I think you summed it up best is that we're, in effect, getting excited to explore this thing, yet all we have been given is the feeling from seeing a few people, some concept art and knowing, you know, kind of what they worship and that sort of thing. And teeing all that up, even if it's not through quests, I still think uh, speaks volumes to, to what what OSRS is going to be doing in the in the coming months with it once Marlamar arrives. So, mm-hmm. um, should we give this quest a rating out of five? I feel like it was short, but you know, you, you don't do quest weeks without a rating. I don't know. I ratings are so linear. I it's hard to say. I think the one thing that I find a little bit sad is I would have liked to see some co- kind of reward from this quest, like even if it was like a very small lamp or like. X marks a spot. Does X marks a spot give you anything, actually? Now I don't know anymore. Uh, That's a good question. Um, X marks a spot. Get you a lamp for 300 XP. And 200 right? coins. Yeah. Uh, and 200 coins. I, I, I would, was hoping for something similar here, right? Like, I know 300 XP is nothing, but the fact you get nothing felt... But even then... Even then, that's a minor complaint in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, yeah, true. So that's a, that's an easy four out of five then. Um, or do you not agree? Sure, I'll go with the four out of five. It's very short, but it did everything it had to do well. Exactly, exactly. Well, you would think that's the end of the questing this week, but it's not. It's not. Um, uh, it wasn't for us. It no. wasn't for us. No, we. We had our traditional experience where we do an old quest that's kind of, yeah, that's an old quest. Oh. Let's move on. Oh, tell me about it because th- this week. Do you want I to start? Not... Do you want to start with the Big Bird quest or the or the, or the one we? Yeah, no, let's start with the Big Bird quest. You're you're like, oh, it's the old quest. I don't like it, but I really didn't mind this week's old quest so much that we did. <laughs> and and for what what people wondering what we're talking about, the Big Bird quest being Eagle's Peak, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you surprised me putting this one up higher on the list, but I think this one was for an achievement diary. If you if 
box trapping in general. Box trapping in general, which you definitely want, um, you know, for any kind of decent hunter training methods uh, beyond uh, beyond the bird houses. And I mean, <laughs> this quest, I remember it not being. I'm going to say it was better on this playthrough. And it, the the one saving grace of this quest is that it wasn't fetch quest like Kingdom of Miscellanea was last week. And I think the good thing coming out of this quest is that at the core of it, it was a puzzle quest. One big puzzle. I mean, last week we did the board. giant dwarf, which... <laughs> well, speak <laughs> of fetch quests. Um, but... Um... No, exactly. It's it's to me it struck the right balance. Like it, I think if the quest was completely isolated within the peak and you didn't have to go out at all to do any fetching, it would have also not felt right. Like it would feel less tied to the rest of the world. Uh it would feel more like elemental workshop at that point. Right. Um, right. And and also consider the environment of this quest. You go in there you're in an environment that is pretty much just 100% gray once you're inside the mountain. So I don't think that would be that would be good either just to, you know, be, no, be exactly. inside there for that amount of time. Yeah. Um but overall no, I, I mean Eagles Eagles transport system good, box trap system good when it comes to rewards on this. It didn't feel as nearly as janky as it could have, you know, being a quest from a 2006 the first hunter quest. So there's that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun thing that we discovered when doing this is this is an Ian Gower quest. I don't know how many more quests he did after this, but 2006, you know, at that, that point in time, you start to see the Gowers winding down their influence um, in the game. So there's that too. But, I mean, overall, not too bad, I'll say. But I, I don't know. It, 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 I'm just gonna say this was this was just severely average for me. Is that how you describe it? Uh, severely average. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like I didn't hate it. Didn't. Yeah, exactly. And and we both love a good puzzle from time to time, right? So so that was there for that too. But it does get kind of old after doing. It, um, you know, I, I think I did it last year on Fresh Start Worlds, so I, it was kind of in my mind for that. So I kind of just used the guide for this because I remembered uh, what the general idea of it was, and I just want, kind of wanted to get through it here on this. But um, I don't know that I have anything else left to say on Eagle's Peak. Do you? It stands on itself, and 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 all in all, I think it's a little bit of a forgettable quest. That's um, true, but that's true. Not so. Not 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 in a negative way. Uh, yeah, it's it, like it's something you do. It's something that's you know integral to the hunter skill, and then you move on from it after that. Yeah. So. But you know, it wasn't forgettable, and I don't think we'll be for- forgettable for a long time. Huh. Temple of the Eye, and it's interesting how this quest worked its way into our list because I wanted a runecrafting training method that wasn't, of course, ZMI and wasn't, of course, running running between altars so that's of course guardian guardians of the rift and you know we look and oh we haven't done temple of the eye yet it only needs 10 runecraft the the abyss mini quest yeah it was one of the things like it's been on my radar for like months to do it but it it just never got bumped high enough on the list 
I'm uh, glad we're I'm glad we did it after the show has started because you know I think after Garden of Death this is probably in my top three of of new old school quests that I've done. Okay, okay, okay. You say after Garden of Death this is your top three, which means. I, if I can count, we're missing one. What's the third one in the top three? I don't know. This, I, I, I just don't want to, you know, say this one second and then have something wonderful come out at some point, you know, three weeks down the line and and, and have to put that at, at three. So that's why I'm saying this is a top three. Okay, 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 okay. So it's just in that, it's just in that you know, very high echelon there. And the, the thing for me with these is that it starts with a good mystery. It starts with something small. And kind of hints towards bigger and bigger things. And, you know, you make some discoveries along the way. In this case, um, learning that you're trying to help a, a faction opposite of the ZMI. And it just it just kind of snowballs from there, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I love that it falls. Uh, it doesn't fall in a stereotypical world guardian thing of you help someone and then oh no it was all big one big complot like <laughs> like one big conspiracy and, and, and to be, and to be like, fair that's to that's a, the first one of the first things you said in this quest is that wizard person is sus yes oh i still think so i still think so um but like i i also like i think we are we are being like a double agent like Fully intentional here. Yeah, we because are... because you have to go talk to the damn you know mage of Zamorak and then the, then the guy in the abyss for this quest to you know aid you with yeah your exactly. nefarious purposes exactly. in their eyes. So yeah, and then Wizard Cedrador becomes like a little bit suspicious, and you have to explain it. Like it all fits together so so well, but like yeah, like it it feels. <sighs> I never felt like my character was doing something that I wouldn't have done myself. Like the 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 dissonance I get. Like this is what some quests have done, especially in RSV recently, where uh, I, I sort of get completely blindsided by my character all of a sudden doing something completely strange. But everything here was on point, and it made sense, and it flowed nicely. Um, and it hinted at bigger things going on, but it didn't try <laughs> and raise the stakes to the world is going to end if we don't solve this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, where we get to the visions of the past. And, you know, we go into the... Oh, my goodness. But hang I on, hang it. on. I just got to tell the listeners about our our entrance into the underwater temple yes. at first. So we're walking in there, and, you know, you see this patterned on the ground and you say that's the stone of jazz and i say i mean it's similar i'll, I'll give you a, i'll give you a maybe on that <laughs> that there's a fake just fake similarity to the stone of jazz maybe yes and then lo and behold the next the next scene of the quest you're taken into this into the, this vision of the past of this mysterious stone Two voices, uh, Justice here, uh, Zachariah, and Justice here, Elia, who discuss guarding the stone, which which is interesting because we've never seen, you, you know, in the past in RS3 at least, where Stone of Jazz is very prominent, uh, humans guarding the stone like that. That, of course, was the Dragonkin. And I, I, I found this part very interesting because I'm wondering if those 
names, Zechariah and Eliah, are the real names of the people, or if they're aliases for maybe, you know, um, some figures more powerful that are actually guarding the stone in this case. I don't know who that would be, because you got to remember that old school doesn't have well gothic sleeps. No, and 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 I mean, this is this might be hot take. Um, please don't cancel me, but I think I prefer the introduction of the stone of jazz in this quest. It's a lot smaller. To how- to how it was introduced in Wild Gothic Sleeps. Right. Um, I I almost wish that this quest existed in RS3 and was a requirement for Wild Gothic Sleeps there, and it had sort of adjusted to incorporate it, because like this is a much gentler and a much more organic introduction, and yeah. I, I love and, it. And, and it works because it allows the player to be part of the mystery of it and you're you know your player just randomly blurts out jazz and people who are aware of the runescape lore will know the significance of this but your character and the people around you in universe have no idea of how significant this is uh, this is the first time in my memory that an el- name of an elder god has been mentioned in old school at least from what we've seen i think so, so... and and to, and just to you know Mention it to the we listeners. haven't got all the Majorat Majorat stuff, so there might be a bunch of reference to Ma there. So please don't judge us on that. But yeah, that 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 was exactly uh, what I was going to say on that in terms of in terms of um, in terms of old school RuneScape Elder Gods and this this and, and this is why this quest you know just ranks so high with me is that it starts off dealing with something so mundane and then we get to this thing that we know is is huge of course but still this quest manages to keep it within the within the bounds of you know a, a short introductory what is in effect a tutorializing quest for the guardians of the rift mini game which i yeah, think is I love that perfect. section as well yeah i think that was really well explained uh oh yeah oh yeah uh, i mean and, and after after having done some actual Guardians of the Rift, it is reasonably representative of what you do um, during the the mini game itself. So yeah, and you know that that's quintessential. I, I have to say, modern um, modern old school RuneScape is that there's a good design behind something, whether it be a skilling aspect or something even like a quest. They tutorialize it well, and then you're able to go and you know execute that out in the Guardians of the Rift mini game after the fact so overall as 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 i mentioned uh, a very wonderful quest and was just so happy to see the way they handled something that you know in in effect changed the runescape 3 world and kept it within the confines of this quest yeah which i think has been something a lot of people have been worried about i don't know Okay. It's it's a requirement for Desert Treasure 2, so maybe Desert Treasure 2 resolves some of the threads uh, that have started here, but I don't know. I wouldn't mind a direct sequel to this for sure. I mean, we haven't seen the last of uh of uh, Wizard uh, what's the name? Pretzel? Preston? Pretzel. Pretzel. <laughs> I I almost, I almost called her Preston, but it's Preston. Person, there you go. <laughs> Wizard person. Yeah, I don't think we've seen the last one. Yeah, 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 that's right. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and, you know, aside from questioning, there's other things that we've been up to. 
Uh, I mean, speaking of Guardians of the Rift, yeah. I've actually done some Guardians of the Rift uh, on some of the Master Worlds. Uh, it's not so bad. I. It's weird to call it like a D&D or a minigame, because really, it's a skilling boss. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so you'd say it's closer... So it's closer to Winter Dode or Zolcano than it is to some of the actual, you know, D&Ds yeah. out there. Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, it's, it's, you're not reducing health of something, you're rather charging up, but like, to me, it's just an inversion of the health mechanic, in a sense. And you're still defending against the monsters that are invading, so there is some risk. You're not taking any damage. Like, there's there's a few, you know, differences from a normal boss, but it feels like one in many ways. And, you know, could I do it for hours at the end? Would I look forward to doing it hours and then? Maybe not, but I could do sessions of this. I could see getting high runecrafting levels through this. And how How's the XP per hour with where you're at right now? Uh, it... It it really depends because it comes down to what runes you end up crafting. Um, I have no idea what my rune crafting uh, XP per hour was. Okay, fair, enough. Fair um, enough. But I played it for two, maybe three hours, I think, and I got from 40 to 48 runecraft so that's not so bad yeah that's not so bad given the fact that you know you'd be running natures for you know hours upon days there with that if if you were doing that well you know cosmics first then then into natures after that so that's good Mm -hmm. that's good and Mm -hmm. you know we always go back in time to where uh the best two methods of runecrafting were either the zmi altar or um uh nature rune running with runners in 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 the in the jungles of Kuramja. So this is a good third way for that that doesn't that doesn't involve those and I'm sure it's a lot less click intensive too relatively speaking. Yeah, it's 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 I don't wouldn't quite call it AFK but once you get to the hang of it, uh you know, it is Yeah, it it's it's on par with Winter Toad. I know you've done Winter Toad. Yeah. I think that's reasonably on par. It's maybe a little bit more clicking. Because it is it is active play uh, in the end. Uh, you do need to go and and go to altars, make runes, go back. Like you're almost continuously moving with some moments of downtime in the middle. But it's it's better than than classic runecraft for sure. Wonderful, wonderful. Anything anything else this week that you'd like to uh, that you'd like to report on? Uh, not really. I've been I've been all over the place. I'm 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 honestly been all over the place. Uh, I thought I would sort of like back off from RS after leagues, but you know, honestly, not really. Still be playing a lot. Be training a bunch of combat. Been training. Um, up doing my herb runs again. Uh, because because we need money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we need money, but also my farming and my hunter XP for my bird houses as well. Uh, I started doing farming contracts. Like I said, I've been all over the place um, with this. Right on. Well, I haven't been all over the place. After I got back from leagues, I went 
straight square to one place, and that was the Ammonite Crabs on Fossil Island. Oh boy, yeah, I spent a bunch of time there getting angry over aggro mechanics and people doing Herbie Borer messing up my <laughs> ammonite crap oh I, I don't even i don't even i don't even care about the herbivore people at this point because i've gone um from level 60 attack to 69 attack level 51 nice. to yeah 60 strength and level 45 to 60 defense and the reason for that is that after coming back from uh, leagues, I had a Slayer task that I wanted to knock out because it'll it, it was going to give me two levels, and I was and it was trolls, and I was like, oh my god, this is painful doing Slayer with these combat stats. So I have it in my head, and I know this won't be a thing in old school. I want to emphasize this. I know this won't be a thing. I want to get to a point where I can look at things and have them die. I know that won't be a thing, but I just I just need to be more powerful. Yeah, especially coming back from leagues, it's 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 looking at my max hit. It's just sad, <laughs> right? And 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 that's why I'm going for seventy attack, which will get me a whip, and you know from there we can you know get seventy strength, seventy defense, and start um, you know saving up for a barrow set or two because I know there's a few quests down the line that could severely benefit from having a guffin set, and even even Slayer could benefit from having that too. So you know it, it's it's just a good. Uh, general area of, of requirements to do and I, I think after that's done I'm probably going to knock out the magic and ranged requirements that I need for questing um, as well just because I, I, I've I've come to the realization and maybe this is my old school PVM that I did on leagues sneaking into the equation too that I really don't want bad combat stats if I can avoid it obviously they won't be as good as they were on leagues because of the modifiers and whatnot. But I definitely want to. Um, I definitely want to get ahead of this and just get some combat yeah. stats out of the way. So that's what I'm. That's what I've been up to primarily. Um, nothing much else to write home about on that. No, I mean I'm in the same boat. I want to get some base stats in there. Uh, I got my range as well. Like my 50 range has been a huge upgrade. Honestly, uh, you get the accumulator uh, in the cape slot. You get the imbued magic shortbow, which is. Basically, best in slot until you get some of the more expensive stuff. Uh, oh, okay. Arrows, uh, as well as blue dragon height. Throw yeah. that into the mix. Um, you know that that's all being great. Uh, I think I think I need to make a massive jump to like seventy range until I get the next big yeah. upgrade. Uh, with which like would probably be, dragon which height. I think would yeah. probably be, you know, weapon wise cheapest at that point. Probably the Carl's crossbow, right? Uh, yeah, something like Though that. Though it's a two-handed one, so I don't know if you want to do that. That's a two-handed one, so you probably want like either you want probably the armadillo one or a dragon hunter. Expensive one. though. Um, they are expensive. Yeah, uh, and there's a rune crossbow you could get at sixty-one ranged, but eh, it. I'll probably get it because it's going to be super useful for killing dragons. Yeah, and, and it's not going to obviously have the staying power that it did in leagues, right? So, no. but, but it's still going to be good to have. But that's why I'm actually going to do some actual Slayer tasks because I need to unlock broad bolts to right get those to use those. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, we also, of course, have uh, some news on the dead blog side front this week, and uh, in addition to the uh, Children of the Sun quest that came out, we have the Corin changes that arrived, removing the favor system. 
we happy about this? Or, I mean, are you happy about this? I know I'm I... happy about it. Um, I've come to peace with it. Okay. I what part don't you like? I, I liked that it told part of the story of the continent, of the strife between the different houses, uh, the competition between them. Uh, I like that it told that through a game mechanic. I am a huge fan of, uh, sh- uh, what is it? Show, don't tell. Uh, but then through like gameplay. And this took that away. At the same time, it's already been hollowed out before, uh, and it was with the core redesign, to, right? With, yeah, exactly. Uh, where it probably wasn't really getting the mileage out of the level of inconvenience it was getting anymore. I'm not a huge fan of how they redistributed the rewards. Uh, that to me feels a little bit arbitrary in right. some places. Uh, I think you might particularly. I think one of the things is now behind the easy task set, which I know you're going to be. I mean, easy task sets are fine. Yeah, but Wait, which like, one are you? Which all... one are you talking about with that? Is that the uh, disease-free patch? That might be. Uh, let's see. Let's see if the wiki has been updated yet, and I can probably see it. Because you know, from my perspective, oh, the cooking range, the uh, cooking range in Osidius Kitchen, which reduces your um, uh, burn rate by five percent. That used to be a hundred percent Osidius favor, and that's now um, behind the easy diary. That's so not that much. That's not that big of a problem. No. No, it's not. Um, oh, and the disease-free patches is also easy rewards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not that oh. big of a problem. And I think that kind of makes sense for there. And if I'm being 100% honest, they could have probably moved those things to uh, to medium or even hard based on what they offer. But I'm aware of the fact that Corrin is, in effect, designed to be um, you know, a new old school experience for people who might be just starting the game and say hey you know you, you know what classic runescape looks like well this is what this is what uh, a runescape experience would look like if we designed it in the uh 2010s yeah. when when it arrived so i i, I, mean, I can I mean, see the I, I, with that i'm happy for the fact that i don't have to f- uh max out shazian favor i was not yeah. looking forward to doing all the organized yeah. crime but i had done all the other ones to 100 percent, and it, it i it really wasn't that big of a deal. It was a bit of a grind, but it was really wasn't that big of a deal. So, look, it is what it is. Um, like I said, I've come to peace with it. I understand the reason behind it. Yeah, and, and you know, I think comparing the original blog to what we have here, I think the biggest thing that we're all going to benefit from uh, with this is the transport changes. And this is the one thing I wanted to highlight with this that's that's going to be different right off the bat. Minecarts no longer need unlocking, um, but they're going to be behind the Forsaken Tower quest. They also added new minecart stations to Kingstown, the Farming Guild, the Corrin Woodland, Winter Tote, the Shazian Wall, and near the Tithe Farm. Yeah, I think think they might have overdone it a little bit with the minecarts. That being said, I have to admit that in today and yesterday, I've been doing a bunch of Thai farm and and running around the continent doing tasks. I just 
spent the money on unlocking free travel with them, and it's actually it's quite convenient. Yeah. Oh, we also speaking of money, we need to go and get our money back from uh, the, the, the Arceus ferry ring. Okay, you did. Yeah, I, yeah, did. I still have to yeah, do yeah, that yeah. then. Okay. Um, also, a new ferry ring in the Hasidious uh, Venery. So I, that's I mean, nice. That was that was before I unlocked the farming guild and specifically the spirit tree and the farming guild. That was my banking spot uh, with oh, okay. um, a fairy uh, fairy's flight in leagues uh, because of the <laughs> leprechaun right next right. to the bank. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I I feel like these changes are here. I don't feel like they're going to break the game, and I feel like. Um, they just flow nicely into it, so I don't think there's much else that we have to say about these right now. Nope. Um, Varlamore changes in terms of some of the things that were happening with the, in particular, the bladed, the bladed moon. It's getting shelved because it competes too closely with the Avernic Defender, and as they say, big accuracy isn't easy to understand. And this was these were changes that were made before this even went to poll, just based on measuring the community. Um, is my sense here that this is the PvP community thinking, or speaking rather, and in general, outside of the PvP community, these changes were just seen as, you know, a little bit too massive in terms of blurring the line between some of the existing rewards in the game? That's how I'm understanding it. I don't know. Uh, it's it's it, this 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 was for me. My initial response was that one of sort of annoyance. I'm like, grow up. The game gets like things get better in the game, and especially like that level range between. Yeah, like, we were really interested in having that offhand. Is yeah, I mean, I'm very interested in it, but also like we need to admit, like the game is getting pretty saturated. It's going to be really hard to add new content and not get in the way of any existing content. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, the, like that's almost impossible. So and... we need to get to the point where we can accept that you know, some of the old content might become obsolete or less powerful and compared to the new stuff. That's that's rational. That's you speaking rationally. But, <laughs> in, but in the TLDR, it says that it's perhaps too strong when paired with the Dragon Dagger special attack and has the potential to displace the Dragon Claws. Look, that's fair. Um, that's fair. I understand it. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a little bit annoyed by it. I hope it's not going to be an endless thing that keeps being shelved. It's the same with ruinous powers, right? Like, can we not have any nice things at the same time? You know, thinking about it, let's let's assume this did go to poll, right? Yeah. Either it passes because my guess is that most people vote in favor of most things. Yeah, the the bulk of the players, let's just say, yeah, like exactly. like your core so, OS player base. So if that happened. And there were these problems that were pointed out by the community. You get the whole complaint of everything always passes the polls. Why are we even polling? Right? <laughs> um, that which, was on the which survey. Already, which already happens, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, people already complain about that. On the other hand, maybe this was a really controversial change and this would not have made the threshold. 
were being passed. And now we're dealing with a piece of content that the community doesn't like. How are you going to fix that? How are you going to change it? And repoll it so you can still add it to the game. Like that's a really awkward situation. Yeah. And and you know so, that, that's why I say PvP community because this is I remember the level range where PvP gear you know really starts to sing. So it kind of makes sense from that angle, I think. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you said, the bulk of the core player base is pro- probably wanted this. Yeah. So I'm I'm basically thinking that Yaris made the right call. Given the community response to shelve this and keep this back. And at this point, I'm not going to keep my hopes up. Project Rebalance has just become even more important. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And, you know, leaning directly into the whole Project Rebalance and some of the zeros that we talked about um, previously, that's where we go to the glaive of uh, Ralos, where they said, you know, hey, we're actually going to do a bit of a redesign on this and pull a slightly different version of it because the way we had it previously means that, well, now, based on how things work in old school RuneScape, if you hit something, you know, you can hit it or you can miss it. However, with this, you can also hit and roll a zero. And when that successful hit is rolling between 0% and 50% damage, it increases your chances to roll zeros. So that's something that they are fixing with the Glaive of Relos. And, you know, I honestly think that this one will pass if if it doesn't for some reason. If question one on this poll doesn't pass, um, I'll have other things that I'm scratching my head about. But I, I feel like that's a, that's a you know, a no-brainer at this point. So. Yeah. Um, you have anything else on that or should I move on to the Echo Crystals? Uh, let's move on. Yeah, so the Echo Crystals um, were pitched as a consumable that could be socketed into a pair of Guardian boots. But based off of this, they feel that the um, talk kept Zill, and as they quote, its ugly stepsisters, the Odium and uh, Maledictan Wards, are a perfect fit where Echo Crystals will be. So with this, they ask, should Echo Crystals be able to be used on these items instead? of the uh, initial one that was talked about in the blog. And if you combine them with the shields, it would add a 3x3 AoE recoil effect and consume a charge for each recoil activation, as well as having a plus two prayer bonus. And for me, this is actually really interesting uh, to see how AoE recoil would work in multi-combat zones, specifically for combat styles that don't have AoE, like melee. So I want to see if this goes in, and I'd be a user of this probably. I think, honestly, I think it makes sense to change their proposing. Uh, I think it's a fair way for them to act on the feedback and make a change. So, yeah. 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 I'll be voting yes on that one. Uh, and then just some minor changes to the Sunfire runes to make it so that they interact more with runecrafting altars like we'd expect. Either the standard uh, runecrafting altars or the Arceus altars or what have you. Um, and they'll also scale with your with your rune craft level. This one isn't going to be pulled, and this is just a change that they're rolling in with this. I feel like that's that's a no brainer, probably too. So, minor changes on that front. Yeah. Um. No, all in all, I think, and and like what I really like is that it shows that even if something gets pulled and passes, they are not beyond taking the feedback on board and making changes. 
Yeah, especially changes uh, that need to be done for balance. They'll just do them in the case of, you know, Sunfire and Echo, or Sunfire yeah. at least, so. Yeah, I'm I'm still really, it's it's such a, like, exciting reward space to me, those runes. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah. So far, Varlamor is shaping up to be, yeah, super exciting. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And and despite the the bladed moon uh, sort of being shelved, that hasn't really undermined my. No, it hasn't. Different. It hasn't. It hasn't. So, um, leagues also ended this week. I think that's how we wanted to end the show. Just some just some last minute thoughts on this. I don't know. I don't know if you want to go first or if you want me to. Yeah. Um. It's, 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 yeah, I, I finished, uh, at 29k points. So that's adamant. Exact. Yeah. Um, adamant rank. Um, honestly, really liked it. Uh, it, 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 (laughs) I had not expected the way it felt when it ended. Like, it felt so weird, sort of declaring i'm done with it and logging out of the character and knowing full well that that's it right <laughs> okay because that's such an unruinscapey thing right True. Like, there's always <laughs> and this was like this is it just just this just i spend seven days of my life um working on this character and and i got a bunch of points that's it <laughs> To me, that felt weird. That was going to be the thing that I was going to be the most concerned about. You know, 100% being honest in that, am I going to be able to leave this character knowing, you know, that's it. I get a few cosmetics out of this and we go on our happy, merry way. And, you know, I was fine with that. And that's, like I said earlier in the show, why I threw myself into combat. Um, But yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's. There's a weird sort of attachment you grow to your character if you play it that much, I guess. And I was sort of attached to it in 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 its fun little way. Um, yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I like I said, I had I had, I had a blast with it. Uh, I not all my points transferred over. I might have to uh, create a support ticket for that. Uh, it didn't sync across correctly. The high scores are correct, but uh, my league reward points aren't. Um, but Beyond that, we'll always have the memories, I guess. That's true. That's true. That's a good way of looking at it. mm -hmm. Good way of looking at it. Um, Uh, You know, for me, I went into this not knowing whether or not I'd like it. I'm glad to. Whoa, I'm glad. I'm glad to have done it. And like you said, I have the memories along the way. I, of course, was worried about if I'd, you know, miss spending the time on the main character, but it was fun enough that that wasn't an issue. Um, My biggest regrets that I would say with Leagues, I've talked to you a bit about, is that, you know, I kind of did it, you know, just willy-nilly as, you know, this sounds fun. I'm going to go this way, might do this, might do this along the way. Um, For folks who, who aren't aware in other games, um, I, I am what could be described as a, as a meta slave. And, you know, I honestly think if I had done that maybe in leagues, I might have had a bit more fun with it than I did. 
So that's something to consider if there's ever another opportunity like that again in the future. And I probably would have, you know, changed a, a few relics along the way because as has been documented on the show before, I don't like uh, task sets and I don't like clue scrolls. Yet I went with the clue scroll relic and, you know, there's a whole bunch of points behind it. Maybe but, it was the right the move. But the clue scroll relic was the meta, so... <sighs> You're you're contradicting yourself there. I, and right, and, and, and that's why I picked it, because I saw the amount of points that were there. But it wasn't fun. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, like, yeah. I mean, you and I stand into this very differently. I don't really care much for the meta. I don't care about doing things the best or the right way as long as I have fun. In, like, it's just not worth burning myself out doing something I dislike. Um, just to get that ex- squeeze that extra little bit of XP out of right. it, right? But and and but like, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a question for you if 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 leaks comes back along next time, whether you're going to do that? Because like, like I said, like I think, I think the clue relic was really the meta because there were so many points behind that, so many points from doing clue scrolls, and it was so much easier with that relic. I think if you went for the points, it's probably was the best way to go. But yeah, because the other option, I think um, that was the one where we had Infernal Gathering and Ruinous Powers. I think, and I think Infernal Gathering, you know, would have been nice to have, but you, you're would not have helped. Get, you, know, you wouldn't have got that many points from it. So it it would have helped you maybe, but yeah, yeah. But but like you say, if there's another opportunity going forward, depending on what the rule set is, what the tasks are. You know, things might uh, be no, different. Bloodthirsty, sorry. The third one was... It was Infernal Gathering, Bloodthirsty. Right, 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 right. Wow. Uh, Bloodthirsty was also pretty decent. Uh, if you were going to do a lot of combat, you could get a lot out of that as well. But Yeah. All right. Well, that's in the rearview window now. And, you know, we had we had a number of quests this week. We got back into the main game. And um, this is this is the I think the template folks can expect going forward. Obviously, won't be as much quest because, you know, we won't have a new quest each and every week as we uh, progress through this. But hopefully, if only. if only, if only. That's right. And, you know, we say if only and maybe people might not be aware of this. We're part of this thing called Clan Quest. Um, it, if you need a clan, you like questing guest in the guest in the chat and then um after that you can uh go through the invite process if you if you need a clan so we highly recommend that of course because we like questing but in any case i think that pretty much brings us to the end of this edition of the old school runescape update um i'll just say again if you want to subscribe to the podcast that's the best way to get it uh, just visit update.show slash OS. Click on the uh, links for any of our episodes that we have that we have out there to the various um, uh, podcast listening platforms. And with that, we'll be back next week for another episode of the Old School RuneScape Update. See you then, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.